Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault. To the pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. They're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So be sure and head on over to the updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Join and use the promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-50. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take the advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. That's betonline.ag. And welcome into today's show, and it was one heck of a weekend. We had a chance to visit after the Egg Bowl, and my goodness, there was a lot of great games. And I think, you know, we had that game on Friday night, NC State, but I think more than anything, everybody was excited about uh, the big game in Ann Arbor in which uh, Michigan and Ohio State played, and that definitely lived up to the building. A lot of snow. It was a fun game to watch. Later on that day, we were able to get the Iron Bowl. Uh, the Bedlam was insane. It was a fun day of football. Now, and of course, the Iron, Iron Bowl, which the first time that, that series has went into overtime in the history of the programs. So it was insane. But it's college football, man. We love it. We love it. And from an Ole Miss perspective, it was an awful lot of fun to watch this weekend because uh, your team uh, was not involved. It had already won the Egg Bowl on Thursday, 10-2. and two. It's access bowl time, and right now we'll get into it in just a little bit, but it's Peach Bowl, Fiesta, or Sugar is on the table. With Alabama winning, they will face Georgia with a chance to go to the college football playoff. Had Alabama lost and then lost against Georgia, Ole Miss would have been a lock for the Sugar Bowl. Now, in order to get to the Sugar Bowl, they're going to have to have some help from Alabama. Uh, Alabama's going to have to beat Georgia. But I'll be honest, there was so much turmoil over the weekend I, I just don't know what's going to happen. I, and the only way we'll know is, in, is we have the show later on in the week. Maybe we can get some clarification from some different bowl uh, representatives. Uh, maybe we can reach out to some bowl reps and see kind of what they're thinking. But at the end of the day, this is going to come down to a decision by the SEC and uh, the ESPN, the television partners, and that sort of thing. So Ole Miss right now looking at a possibility of playing the Peach Bowl against Pitt. I think that's probably the most likely destination as we record on Sunday night. 
honestly. That's probably the most likely place. But I think there's a chance, like I said, uh, to go to the Sugar Bowl. And, uh, boy, wouldn't it be fun to to, to load up 30,000 Ole Miss fans and, and, and head to the Sugar Bowl. I think that would be a fun trip. So we'll see. Received a lot of feedback on the video, the pregame video, or at least it led up to the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving Day. Jarrell Poe, football player at Ole Miss, played under Houston Nutt, played under Ed Ogeron, had a really good career, uh, played in the NFL as well. He'll join us today and talk a little bit about his career, both at, uh, at Ole Miss and the NFL, but also talk about coming back as a player. I'm sorry, as a former player, what it's like with Romero Miller. So many former players are now involved with the Ole Miss football program, whether it be um, in, in different capacities of coming back during the week, uh, coming back during uh, game week, I should say, and, and, and joining the team for pregame meals, and being a part of the game day atmosphere on Saturday. So we'll talk to Jarrell about that, maybe what, what the future might entail there. But uh, I, I think a lot of people would like for Jarrell Poe to be uh, the spokesman at least a couple times a year. That video was great. And if you haven't seen it, just go onto your social media site and type in Ole Miss and Egg Bowl, and you'll find the, the, pregame, the pregame video because it was shared quite a bit. The season is not over. Obviously, we've got a bowl game to look forward to. Uh, if you're an Ole Miss fan, uh, you have a chance to, to, to go to, to an access bowl, 10 wins. So season's not over, but it's going to be a, a bit of a transition uh, to bowl season. So there'll be a, a couple of weeks before we can get football again. Well, don't worry. There's a lot of basketball. Congratulations to the Ole Miss volleyball team for making making the NCAA tournament. Uh, don't look now, but uh, the Ole Miss women's basketball team has just won a big tournament uh, on the road, so they'll be coming home soon, and you get a chance to see the Ole Miss women's basketball team. Uh, the men uh, having some struggles, and Coach Kermit Davis came on this program a couple of weeks ago and talked about his team. Right now, they're just not uh, – they don't have a cohesive unit, just not playing well. We know what happened with Ruffin breaking his hand, so he'll be back in a couple of weeks, but they're just not getting the shooters they need. So we'll see what happens this week. Uh, Of course, the Rebels will play on Saturday morning against the Memphis Tigers. We'll learn a lot then. But leading up to that game this Tuesday night, Ole Miss will welcome Ryder to town. He'll be playing at the the Pavilion on campus at 6.30. will be tip-off. And then we've, of course, mentioned the game against Memphis. Rick Stansberry will come to Oxford on December the 11th. So a lot of people remember Coach Stansberry at his time at Mississippi State. But leading up to SEC play, it will not be easy. You know, the rest of the games are at home. But you got Middle Tennessee, a team that Kermit Davis knows very well on December the 15th at 630. Dayton will come to town December the 18th. That, that tip-off is at 530. And then December the 21st, Sanford comes to town tip-off is three o'clock the first conference game will have the florida gators which are currently ranked 23rd in the country coming to oxford and uh correct me if i'm wrong this may be the first time Ole Miss has opened the sec schedule at home maybe i mean i don't know how how many years it's been it seems like it's been forever that's a december 29th tip at four o'clock but real quick kind of back to, to coach joe and the women's basketball team and we'll talk a lot about women's basketball in this program number one it it means a lot to me personally. When I was at Delta State and was a graduate assistant, women's basketball was one of my contacts. And so I learned a lot about basketball. And I've always had a great appreciation for the women's game. So we'll definitely uh, have you plenty covered for Coach O and her team. Now, this team started out 0-1. 
you'll remember it was a 62 to 50 loss against Belmont. Belmont's a good team, but Ole Miss lost that opening game. Since then, they've ran off six wins, and they haven't been very close. Beat Mississippi Valley 94 to 44. Beat Lamar 71 to 37. Beat La Tech 62 to 44. Beat Jackson State 79 to 66. Just come off the road at the Raising the Bar Invitational powered by Cal. By the way, they won that tournament. They beat San Diego State 62 to 48, and they beat Cal 64 to 45. Rebels are playing well, and I think Coach Joe probably got their probably got their attention after that first game loss. Played well in the last game against Cal. Uh, Shakira Austin, 4-9 from the floor, 14 points. Really spread the ball around good. Madison Scott with 12 points. Snuda Collins with 10. Rebels playing well down the stretch, so definitely something to monitor. December the 1st is coming Wednesday at 11 o'clock. They'll face New Orleans in Oxford, so uh, we'll definitely have information later on in the week about the Rebels and uh, Coach Joe. Then they're going to make the tournament. Think they're going to have a good year. Question is how the how are the men going to do. Last game against Mississippi Valley, Rebels able to win that game seventy three to fifty eight. Nazir Brooks, who I think is one of the better big men that Ole Miss has had in a number of years, needs to get a little more physical. But led all scores with fifteen points. Luis Rodriguez, a guy that's got to he's got to be a shooter. A shooter. He's got to be more of an offensive threat. Eleven points. Robert Allen. Another player down low, 11 points. Austin Crowley, 9 points. Then uh, Jarkel Jordan, really nice uh, game from the field, 6 of 12, 15 points. Just a lot of unanswered questions right now. Rebels are 4-2 and two and uh, suffered some tough losses. Marquette lost that one 78-72 with a chance to just to win that game. Couldn't overcome some missed free throws down the stretch. Boise State, Coach Kermit Davis, they lost that one 60-50. Said, quite frankly, just very frustrating. Just didn't play well. Rebels going to have to turn it on. Pretty daunting schedule coming up prior to SEC play. The main game's Dayton. Memphis really jump out at you. By the way, Western Kentucky, that one's in Atlanta, Georgia. Will not be easy. A reminder that today's podcast is brought to you in part by Lightbox. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds, well, quite frankly, you can find, at a light price, only 800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab because of the process that can create stones and blush pink, beautiful blue, and as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off. Price or they won't have to. They really do make any outfit spark. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Take a look at the bowl matchups for Ole Miss. Right now, I mean, it's just pretty simple. If Alabama wins and makes the playoff, Ole Miss will probably head to the Sugar Bowl. There's a litany of of teams they could face at that point. If Ole Miss loses, I'm sorry, if Alabama loses, which they are an underdog, never count out Alabama, but 
They're an underdog. It, it, it's probably the Fiesta or the Peach, and right now all points towards the Peach. That game is on a Thursday night, December the 30th, 6 o'clock Mississippi time. So it is a, a weeknight game. But I expect Ole Miss to take a nice crowd. question is who they'll play. We don't know. By the way, if you're interested in recruiting, it's really heating up. Transfer portal, high school, and as we record on a Sunday night, Lane Kiffin, Jeff Levy, a lot of coaches are on the road right now recruiting. Whether it be, there are a lot of updates, I'll just say that. And there's a, a big thread right now on Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 247 Sports. And we have a deal running all the way through Monday, Cyber Monday. 75% off for an annual subscription. That's rebs247.com if you're interested. A lot of stories right now. There's one particular story on a Mississippi State commitment that Coach Lane Kiffin went uh, in his home tonight as we record on Sunday. There's a story right now on a couple of other Ole Miss targets. Also a big commitment from the number one player in Mississippi of the 2023 class. Big story on that on the website as well. Great time to join in between uh, the Yak Bowl and the New Year's Six Bowl game. A lot of recruiting, a lot of basketball. Everything you'll need, rebs247.com. Had a great conversation with Jarrell Poe. And, you know, you see former players come back, make a positive impact. And I look down there at the end of the game, and Jarrell Poe has the Egg Bowl trophy outside the locker room taking a picture. He loves Ole Miss. And I think Ole Miss fans love him, too. Here's Jarrell Poe from the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradlogancote. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show.
happy to be joined by Jarrell Poe, a former Ole Miss Rebel on the field, but not a former Ole Miss Rebel. Everyone saw the video, the narration before the Egg Bowl, and I'm not saying anything, Jarrell, but it sounds like a lot of people were excited about that video, and it made a big difference in the team. Yeah, Brad, I think it made a big splash, man. Uh, I'm just glad that they, they asked me to do it, man, so I was, I was pumped about it. Um, a lot of people liked it, so I'm just glad that uh, everybody – Loved it. And they did. And, and you know, I had a chance to speak with some of the marketing folks and the football team, uh, the, the uh, sports information folks in, in Starkville at the game. And they said it was a big hit. And, and, and I made the tweet out, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think Jarrell Poe needs to do the video for the bowl game. What do you think? I mean, I'm all for it. Uh, I mean, if Paris and them reach out to me and want me to do it, man, I'm all yeah. for it. So. Saw you in the stands Thursday night, front and center, Great Ole Miss crowd, Jarrell. I don't know that I've seen that many Ole Miss fans in Starkville for the Egg Bowl, probably since it came back to campus in 91. What did you take away from the game more than anything? Well, it's just like what Lane said, first of all, like just showing up big for those kids, and I think they deserve to be sent out the right way. And they needed us down there. I mean, I mean we knew it was going to be a hostile environment, especially with those damn cowbells. So it was important that we showed up big, and I think – we showed up in a major way. I sent those kids out the right way. It was a beautiful scene at the end, seeing those guys leave out of the stadium and we taking over their stadium. And high to tide in all night, so it was huge. Yeah, I, mean, I saw you get front and center, and it was almost like you were holding court. Players yeah. had that Players had that egg uh, uh, high in the air, you and your friends, and all the Ole Miss fans were behind you. It was, it was a sight to see, and – I'll be honest, Darrell, I didn't expect Ole Miss to dominate as much as they did in Starkville, but they won the game pretty handily. Uh, this is an Ole Miss team that we saw early in the year. You are very, uh, very uh, well-versed on defense. Fantastic fantastic player out of Wayne County. Of course, had a great career at Ole Miss, went and played in the NFL. When you saw this Ole Miss team under D.J. Durkin early in the year against Louisville, and we saw Chance Campbell, we saw Jake Springer and thought, I don't know if they're going to be great, but they feel like they're going to be a lot better than last year. What do you think about them after the season's over? I think that I think that uh, defense is a prime example. Of guys buying in the system and getting better and better each week. And um, and we saw that this year. Those guys were struggling. They were struggling to stop the run. But each week you can see the progression of those guys getting better and better. And that lets you know that those guys bought in. And they, they took what they learned from the practice field and were able to take it out there on Saturday and dominate. And it showed it towards the end of the season. They got better and better. And I think I mean Thursday was like the cherry on top of where they went out there and dominated a good offense and a good team in the Mississippi State. Where do you think this team ends up? I know, obviously, there's some, some parameters with Alabama. Sugar, Fiesta, or Peach Bowl? I think they want the sugar. I mean, had a lot of people, a lot of fans that I heard in the – Stadium on Thursday night was talking more of the Sugar Bowl. Myself, I would like to go to the Sugar Bowl. It will definitely be a sight to see. And, and uh, honestly, a couple years removed, Jarrell, from, from a defense that was one of the worst, not very long removed, actually, one of the worst in the country. What changed, do you think? I know you've seen this team very close. You follow this team. Uh, you played for uh, the, this Ole Miss team a couple of years ago. What What's changed? What what What's the light switch for this team? Well, I think everybody's just buying in and believing in the system. I mean, the offense, 
I mean, we, we knew we needed to play, play complimentary football um, all year for this team to be successful. And like I said, we our defense was struggling. I think they just – I don't know what they um, – what have been said in the locker room or whatever whatever, whatever that motivated those guys. These guys just – they you could tell as a team that they rally around one another. Like I said, we've just been dominating on all three phases of the game. And it shows. So I think those guys just buying in and just believing and wanting to change the, the attitude of old Miss football, period. From when you played, obviously as a Mississippian at Waynesboro, standout athlete, played at Ole Miss, played in the Egg Bowl rivalry, beat Mississippi State when you were a player. What's the difference, or is there a difference when you're standing in the stands and, and you're celebrating a big win over Mississippi State or you're playing? Is it about the same emotion? Well, I, I, you know, we love – I love my school. I'm sure everybody that, that played at Ole Miss or didn't play at Ole I mean, the guys that played at Ole Miss as well loved it, loved, loved Ole Miss. So, I mean, it's the same emotions. Um, I was actually my first time going to start as a fan. So, I mean, it was it was actually fun just to be up there with the fans and experience that side of the game. So, I mean, I enjoyed it, man, and just to be able to – Host you no know, guys see those guys host that trophy at the end of the game was ecstatic. Romero Miller's done a phenomenal job uh, getting former players back in the program. You know, when you finished up your career, there was some you know back and forth about players coming back and that sort of thing. It appears that th- those times are changing, and we're seeing so many players coming back, and a lot of that's because of Romero Miller. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you excited about kind of seeing former players and kind of being back in the fold for the university? Oh, most definitely. Got a good shout-out to Romero and Ty Wade as well. They're doing a phenomenal job of getting guys involved and bringing them back. Um, I, I had mentioned this on the podcast earlier. You know, a guy like Mike Wallace shouldn't have to wonder how can he get to an Ole Miss game. You know, like who he needs to contact. Those guys need to be involved. Right? And I think it's big for recruiting. When recruiters come in and stuff, they need to see the older players actively involved. And I think it just get the current players crunk as well when they see guys coming back and watching them play. I know when I played, when I see, when I would see older Deuce deucing them me at the game on the sideline, or when I would see that, that just did something to me. You know, you see older guys come back and show that support for us. Yeah, and we, we've seen this year to where the university has brought back not only, um, you know, piggybacking off what Romero's doing actually incorporating former players in the game environment, you know, having former mm-hmm. players lead the hotty toddy, former players on the field uh, doing cheers and, and just getting the, the crowd fired up. How important is that, you know, just to have those former players to come back? You even mentioned uh, when you were a player how cool it was to see those former players on the sideline that had played in the NFL. Like I said, it's, it's very important, man. I mean, like, it, it does something to your drilling when you're, in the, when you're going through the course of a game just little stuff like that, you know, you looking up on the John Boltron, you see a Patrick Willis, a all-pro linebacker that played at Ole Miss, is over there on the microphone, you know, and he's leading the hotty toddy. That does, that give you that extra boost. And, you know, it does something to those fans that may be sitting out and gets them hyped and get them, get them into the game. So all of that plays a major role, man, and it's real huge. And it was big for the LSU game. I think everybody was in tune to the game, and you see how crazy that crowd was. So it's huge to get these guys involved. To your, 
Yeah, two years ago, Ole Miss was in a tough spot in Starkville. Uh, obviously, with the penalty, the the missed extra point, and you know, Ole Miss moved on from head coach Matt Luke. Keith Carter was kind of at a you know a crossroads. What what move does does he make next? That move was Lane Kiffin. It obviously has worked out really well, Jarrell. I looked up the numbers. He's the winningest head coach in a percentage since Johnny Vaught in 1973. Uh, it, it's been a it's been a nice way for Ole Miss. What do you think he's meant not only on the field but for the program uh, in Lane Kiffin? Lane Kiffin has meant so Lane Kiffin means so much to this program. Just what he have done on the marketing side of bringing so much attention to this this program. It's just huge, man. I mean, I look forward to seeing this guy. I believe I hold my phone all day and just wait for him to tweak something. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, he, he has done a phenomenal job of turning this program, turning the program around and getting those guys to believe and buy into his system. I mean, first 10-win season and second year that old man, that speaks volume for the job he has done. Had a chance to follow your career. And uh, first of all, it was a privilege you're a heck of a football player, and I enjoyed watching you play. Adversity struck you a lot. It struck you early on with the NCAA. One of the coolest tweets I remember was probably a couple of years ago when you graduated from the University of Mississippi. I know that was special to you. It was special to your family. Yeah. Uh, if you can, just comment on, on what made the decision to go back and finish that up for you, and, and uh, how important is that uh, the diploma now hanging on your wall? Well, it was, it was important. I mean, it was one of the things I promised my mom. I promised her three things. And I was going to get a place and I was going to finish college and I was going to make it to the NFL. So I had to finish that. And, you know, with me having a son, I think it's something that I wanted to not only accomplish for myself, but to set that standard for him as well. So that, you know, it was a no brainer for me to go back and finish what I started. Great career at Ole Miss. And I know there are a lot of high spots for you. Are there a couple that you can pinpoint that you remember that will always stick out for uh, stick out to you uh, throughout your 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 life here as an Ole Miss fan going forward? But as a player, are there a couple of things that, that you'll always remember? Being old, being Mississippi State ass four to five to zero, getting chrome fired the next day. I never forget that. Um, actually, being Lane when he was at Tennessee, it wasn't Lane; it was just beat that that game. You know, Ed was over there in Tennessee, and it was just a special game where Dax rushed for 200 and, what, 74 yards, whatever it was. That game was just crazy within itself. So we dominated that that game. Um, the, of course, the interception, the Mississippi State game, um, and, of course, the back-to-back, the back-to-back Cotton Bowls. What do you remember about Houston Nutt? He's kind of a polarizing figure at Ole Miss. Came in, you know, Coach Ogeron, we remember, recruited some really great players. Unfortunately, didn't transition to the field. We, we know that now that Ed has definitely progressed, uh, become a much better head coach. But when he was at Oxford, very uh, not ready to be a head coach, I think would be a, a good synopsis. Houston comes in and, and then wins off those players and then uh, kind of falls down from there. You were a part of those Houston Nut years. Uh, those are some very high cotton times at Ole Miss. Uh, I know those cotton bowls were big, and, and some of those wins were big as well, the win against Florida on the road. So I know there were some big wins during that tenure. Um, I actually had a chance to talk to Houston about two weeks ago. He called me, and we talked for about four to five minutes. But just, you know, when he came in, it was like you said, it was a struggling program. We, we went – three and nine back-to-back season, I think, something like that. Yeah. And him just getting us to believe that we could win 
and just turning that turning that program around. We going back to back combo where we had two nine and three seasons back to back, and just you know just him getting us to rally together is what I remember most about coaching that. I like the coaching that. A lot of the guys on the team loved him. So I think he just, I, you know, we all loved him. So I think just the job he did of getting us to believe that we can win. Houston was a struggling program when he made it. Houston's first year, I'll never forget, was 2008. And Ole Miss went to play Arkansas in Fayetteville. Do you remember that game? I do. His first game back. And I remember Ole Miss out to a pretty good lead. And uh, Arkansas came back late. Remember, had to – Kick an onside kick, and then Ole Miss recovers it and then kind of runs the clock out. How emotional was that for him? I know that was an emotional game for him to go back and to win that game and see was, a lot of his former players. That was very emotional. We talked about that. Uh, me and Mike Marcus and I actually went to the Jackson State game and watched him play. And uh, me, him, and Houston was talking about it. I will never forget the, the pregame speech he gave and the night before the game when all the coaches that, that was on that staff at Arkansas – and they came up and they kind of talked to us and told us how important this game was to them. And I never forget, man, they had us all ready to go flip a damn semi truck that night. So, so it was real big for them, man. Once again, Rob, before we let you go here, a great career at Ole Miss, uh, a very uh, out front person for the university, which I think is great for the football program. Hopefully, a permanent narrator for the pregame videos. I will go down in flames. <laughs> having Jarrell Poe being the, the permanent video guy. But 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 all jokes aside, Jarrell, when you think about Ole Miss and, and you run into these high school players and you run into to, to fans of other schools, and I know you do a lot of traveling, people ask you about Ole Miss. What do you tell them? I'm just telling them about the history of Ole Miss and that, you know, I'm going to talk my noise, you know, anybody that want to talk against Ole Miss, but, but mainly just the history of our program and the players that we have produced and got to the next level, so. Stuff of that nature. He's Jarrell Poe, was a, a incredible football player for Ole Miss, a really good high school player out of Wayne County High School and played in the league, of course. Before we let you go, Jarrell, tell us a little bit about your NFL career. Uh, I know you, you played with a couple of different teams, and, and I know mm-hmm. that was a fun experience for you. Oh, it was a great experience. I met a lot of cool, met a lot, made a lot of friendships along the way, played with the Chiefs, the Texans, went up to Washington for a couple of years. Um, it was fun. I mean, I still talk to a lot of guys on the on um, the teams I played for. Uh, I think it's more of a business. You know, it's more business in the NFL. Like I said, I had a good time. Though I, I wasn't trading for nothing in the world, but it was it was fun for overall. Jarrell Poe, happy to be uh, or, or we're very happy to have him join us here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. And Jarrell, we hope to catch up with you after the bowl game because. Uh, it was really cool seeing you uh, Thursday night. We really appreciate you being part of the show, and I uh, look forward to talking with you down the road. Hey, thanks for having me, Brad. Howdy, tidy, boss. And we appreciate Jarrell Poe joining us on the program. Be sure and follow Jarrell on Twitter. The great follow. What a great advocate for Ole Miss and the administration. That's at Poe, P-O-W-E 57. So it's again for Jarrell for jumping on the program. I know he's really excited about this football team. Uh, probably be at the bowl game as well. I know he was front and center at the Egg Bowl. Uh, once again, we appreciate Bet Online being one of the sponsors of the program. Remember, head on over to the new and updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V 50, 
to receive your bonus. That's BetOnline, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, where the game starts. The coaching carousel is wide open right now. And we'll keep you abreast of everything that's going on regarding Ole Miss right here on the podcast. Also, men's and women's action this week. And we'll give you all those updates later on the week. Keep it right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. Listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan COTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network.